to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. You know, Vince, like yesterday we were talking about Galatians chapter 3. We're going to continue on talking about Galatians chapter 3. I'm always amazed at how people want to go back to the old way. You know, we were talking before the show started about people wanting to be in their comfort zone. And here we see Paul writes to them. He says, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Because what they want to do is they want to go back to the law. They want to go back to the old way. And, and he's saying, did, did the spirit come to you because you followed the law? Or did the spirit come to you because of faith? And how easy it is for us to want to go back to the old rules. You know, we grew up and, and, thou shalt and thou shalt not and if you do this then god will love you and if you do that then god won't love you and god loves us the god is love god loves us and we need to live by faith and not by fear so many times we want to go back to that old way of oh i've got to follow this rule i've got to follow that rule and then maybe god will love me we have got to come back to the realization that God already loves us, that we are accepted by faith, not by works, lest any man should boast, and that we put our faith and our trust and our hope in him and move forward and not to the past. Amen. As you were just uh, <clears throat> reciting that scripture in Galatians 1, I mean, two, 3, 2, did, he said, this I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And, and the Holy Spirit just dropped it in my spirit. Did you receive Jesus by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Amen. And, and Jesus, and we know this was, these were New Testament saints that Paul was speaking to Galatians and same thing today. He's speaking that we're New Testament saints. And he's saying, did you get born again by the law? Did you get saved by the law, Richard, or by the hearing of faith? Amen. Yeah, because faith comes by hearing. You heard about Jesus. You heard that he saves. You heard that if you would receive him in your heart and confess him with your mouth, you'll be saved and your name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now, did you hear that? Did you receive that by keeping the law? <laughs> well, see, and, and that's, hey, what, that's the whole here's point. Here's the deal, nobody though. Nobody can. I didn't even know the law. Right. Well, before I got born, I didn't know the law. Yes, I heard about those Ten Commandments that they talk about. And... I really wasn't keeping them either, but I heard about Jesus who can fix it when it's twisted. I heard Jesus, you know, even my mom and them taking me to church as a kid, they always exalted the name of Jesus. So, and even throughout the scriptures, people, scripture said when they heard about Jesus, the woman that had the issue of blood, she heard that Jesus was coming through town. Now the law told, said that during that time of a woman's, cycle she couldn't go outside that was the law 
This woman broke the law to get to the spirit, the spirit of faith, which Jesus possessed. And Jesus didn't come preaching the law. He came preaching freedom in Christ. He says, as many as receive me. He says, I, 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 actually, he, went, he was so bold to say, I, I'm fulfilling the law. Here it is. And here's, here's the, the, another fulfillment of the law, love. I am love. Scripture says God is love. So he fulfilled the law. So that's the new law that we are to obey is the law of love. See, in the same chapter, in verse 10, he says, all who rely on observing the law are under a curse. Ooh, I'm, that ain't me. <laughs> that ain't me. <laughs> that if you try to fulfill the law, you are under a curse. Well, that and, law came in because of the curse, because and, of Adam. And as we try, you know, I tell people all the time, it's easier to follow the rules than it is to follow the Spirit. Because if I can make a list of rules, and then I can follow those rules, Check then I can say, okay, I'm all right. I can still do my own thing because I am in charge. I am the one who is in charge of making sure that I follow the rules. Now, if I'm going to follow the Spirit, who now is in charge of my uh -oh, life? I'm, the Spirit is in I'm charge I'm glad of you my said life. that because the Spirit came to this young man referred to as the rich young ruler. And the Spirit said... he. The rich young ruler told the spirit, which is Jesus, I've done all of these. I, I kept all the rules since childhood. And the spirit, Jesus said, yes, but one thing you lack. And the spirit gave him, revealed to him that one thing he lacked. And he told, gave him a command. And he says, take what you have, sell, give to the poor and follow me. And he, he didn't want to do that. So he, but he blurred out all these laws. And Jesus was like, okay, well, that's fine and dandy, but here's one right here. Well, see, and, and every once in a while I will talk to somebody and they'll quote that scripture and they'll say, see, you have to be poor to be a Christian. Do you have that, to be poor to be a Christian? No. It, and so sometimes we look around, though, and we'll say, well, they're rich, so they must not be a Christian. They're super rich. They must not be a Christian. They're poor, so that makes them closer to God. We are not saved by being rich we are not saved by being poor we are not saved by being in the middle we are saved by grace through faith we're not saved by works we're not saved by being pretty we're not saved by being handsome we're not saved by being young we're not saved by being old we are saved by grace through faith now look what it says in verse 26 of galatians 3 and i'm going to piggyback on just what you said for you Put your name in there. Are all sons of God? And sons doesn't mean gender; it just means offspring. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Through faith, did you exercise faith in Christ Jesus by receiving children them? of God by faith? Right now, look what the next verse says: For as many as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Verse twenty-eight: There is neither Jew nor Greek, black or white. I like to put that in there. Asian or Mexican, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Here it is. It's having faith in Jesus. Now, he didn't say, it didn't mention nothing about works there. It didn't say because you did this or you was rich or you poor or you gave to this organization, gave to that organization, you gave to the building fund. It says, no, just by receiving Jesus Christ. That gets you into Good, right standing with God. That makes you righteous. Now you're in the household of God by receiving the Son. And so then he asks the question again right there at the first of this chapter. Why do you want to go back? Why, why is it that so often as Christian people, we start off 
We start off good. We we start off in faith. We, we start off in faith. We give up. We put our faith in Jesus. We receive God's grace. We are saved. We become the children of God. We start off good, and then for some reason, that old way creeps back into us to where we start to think, and then I have to do this, and then I have to do that, and then you know. So I received my salvation freely as a gift from God because of his grace through my faith, but now I have to do something to keep it. And that old way creeps back in. The way we keep it is by observing the law. And that's not how you keep it. But right. anyway, uh, but here, as you were saying that, the Holy Spirit just dropped this on me. You know why people are subject to go back? It's because they didn't observe Romans 12. Paul said, the same one that wrote Galatians, I beseech you there, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies or yourself a living sacrifice to God, holy, acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because you know, we talked about that this morning. Your mind wants to always go back to where it was set at. It's like an autopilot in an airplane. If you take it off autopilot, it's going to go back to where it was. It's like our minds. Once we learn how to ride a bicycle, we don't have to go back and relearn that. It's already set in our mind. So remember, they was these Galatians, that's why Paul said, who's bewitched you? They wanted to go back to what was familiar, the law. Well, let's keep the law. Well, well the we'll law sounds a- good. I mean, there and the Bible actually taught that there is a part of that that actually sounds like it should be right. You know, to us. Well, you know, and, and here's, here's who bewitched those Galatians or Christians today, the devil. The devil tells you you have to do this, that, and that, or the other to be in right standing with God. And I was reminded as we're speaking on this subject, the children of Israel, when they were in the wilderness, when Moses uh, took too long to come down from uh, spending time with the Lord to get the commandments. And by the time he got down there, they were down there building they took all the jewelry that God had gave them from the Egyptians. And Aaron said, give me all the jewelry you guys had from your wives and your children. Give me that, and we're going to melt this thing down and make us a God. We're going to make us build us a golden calf and pray to it because that's our God. Well, where did they see that God at back in Egypt? Remember? I, I love the story, though, because when Moses <laughs> comes back, Aaron's like, we threw that in there and out this thing popped. We don't even know how it got here. <laughs> well, because well, that was familiar. That's where their mindset was. And God, you got to remember, I always tell people one of the reasons God had them in the wilderness to, to, to root out Egypt, but to root in the truth, to transform them by the renewing of their minds. And if you don't continue, Jesus said this, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So we have to continue to allow the word of God to renew our minds, to purge our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. You have to constantly, faith comes by hearing. You got to constantly hear God's word. And that's not hearing the law because the law kill it. <laughs> yeah, if you try to keep the law to the letter, it kill it. So just hear, just come in by grace. I heard one Bill Winston say, you know, don't go over on this side or that side. Go down that middle of the road called grace. And that's where we have to stay at. We got to keep hearing God's word on freedom. Whom the son sets free is free indeed. See, and Jesus came to give life and it more abundantly. He didn't mm-hmm. come to put us in slavery chains. He came to, to set us free. To set us free. He came to give us life. He doesn't want us to be sad. He doesn't want us to be bummed out. 
God doesn't want us to go through life beaten down. Too many Christians want to go through life almost beaten down. He wants to give life in it more abundantly. But I'm, I, I love it when he says, why do you, after beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human efforts? And once again, we come back to this whole concept of what are the rules? You can't play cards. You can't go to movies. You it's can't not in the Bible. go to dances. You, and and that sounds good because just think of the evil and the sin and stuff that might take place there. And so if you avoid it, you you'll be good. And it just seems like it's a good idea. It seems like we should try to. Avoid. Make it on our own. Right, 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 right. And he says, why do you want to go back to that? What, when you started out so well, why do you now want to go back to human effort? Because we can say, I worked on the building committee, and we built this building. I was on as Sunday school teacher for 30 years. I was whatever. Are those bad things? No. Are those good things? Yes. But if you're putting your faith in those things, the reason why I'm going to heaven is because I was on the building committee and we built this big building. Or the reason why I'm going to heaven is because I was a Sunday school teacher for 30 years. You're putting your faith in the wrong thing. All right. Well, I was a nun. <laughs> no. I was whatever. Not, well, you know what? It's, again, it's about faith in Jesus Christ. And, and, and I think that was Paul that said that. He said, I, I don't know anything but Jesus Christ and him crucified. So if it's not in your faith is not in Jesus, you know, you're just going around the mountain again. And and I was reminded, here's another scripture in Galatians 3, 23 and 24 says, But before faith came, uh oh, before faith came, uh oh, I'm gonna say that's Jesus. Before Jesus came, we were kept under guard by the law. See? Kept for the faith. That's Jesus, which would afterwards be revealed. Jesus revealed the whole Jesus actually revealed the Father's heart. Because he said, I do nothing that the Father don't tell me to do. And, and the Father said, this is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Look at verse 24. Therefore, the law was a tutor. The law, if we don't have no laws in our society, people will run amok. The law gives you some boundaries to say, okay, do this, do this. When you, this light turns red, you stop. <laughs> that, they call them traffic laws. He says, therefore, the law was a tutor to bring us, look, to Christ. Again, Christ represents faith, that we might be justified by faith. It again, again, we can't get away from that F word, faith. You can't get away from that, and that's faith in Jesus Christ. And again, Jesus Christ is the living word. And what Jesus said goes. And, and the religious people always try to catch Jesus up. They would always say things and try to catch him up. And I'm reminded of the woman that was caught in the midst of adultery. Oh, she broke the law. The law says, thou shalt not commit adultery. And then you always ask, where was the man? Well, they're still breaking the law. But, but look, we know what this, we know the story. Jesus, you know, he started writing on the ground and they, they all had their stones ready to stone her. And Jesus kneeled down to the woman, came down to her level, kneeled down to her. And he just started writing on the ground. We don't know what he was writing on the ground, but we know what he said. He said, he who is without sin, you cast the first stone. And then by the time Jesus got up, he says, uh, woman, where are your accusers? He said, I don't see any. And he said, I don't accuse you either. See, the law would accuse you, but love says, I'm going to send some grace and some mercy to you. 
go and sin no more. Now, we don't know if she ever did sin anyway, but anyway, that's what the law of love, the love, the law of love forgives. And that's why God tells us to forgive one another. Well, see, and, and we all depend on grace. You know, we look around and, and we look at somebody and, and for some reason, it's really easy for us to see the sin in other people, but not so much ourselves. Tell me <laughs> so, about it. Yeah, yeah. So you can hang out with somebody probably for less than one day and know what most of the sin is in their life and what the problems are in their life and have good idea about how they should change their life. But for some reason, we have a lot harder time seeing it in ourselves, And that's why he says, why are you trying to pull that little speck out of the other guy's eye when you got a beam in your own? You know, you're not seeing very well because of the beam in your own eye. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, though, it is easy for us to see the sin in other people and not so much in ourselves. We all have sin. We all had different sins. So you can look. There are some people, their sins are completely obvious. I mean, you can look at some people... You can just tell that they're addicted to drugs. You can look at somebody else tell they're addicted to alcohol. You can tell all kinds of things with people. And some people's sins are, just seem to be obvious. Other people's sins are buried deep. Nobody really knows that they have them. And yet they do. And so we always have to be forgiving of other people. When we ask somebody to forgive us, if, if I say something to you and I ask you to forgive me, you know what I hope and expect? That you're going to forgive me. Anytime we ask anybody to forgive us, what we hope and expect is that they are. How many times do we hope and expect that they're going to forgive us? Every time. Why is it, though, when somebody comes to us and asks us to forgive them, we try to decide if we're going to or not? Well, I have that as a pastor. You know, we, we run across that all the time. And again, here's one... Uh, you were saying people like to highlight other people's sins, but not put the spotlight on their own. And the Holy Spirit has been revealing this one to me. Here, here's a, a classic right here. They'll get on a married guy for committing adultery, other Christians, but at the same time, they're over here fornicating. So in their mind, well, I'm not married. And the Bible says, because you're married, you shouldn't be cheating on your spouse. But at the same, and I see this all the time in Christians, they're pointing the finger at somebody that's committing adultery, but at the same time, they're over there fornicating. Like, fornicating is a lesser sin. It's okay. And the Bible talks about fornicators, adulterers and fornicators will not experience the most of the kingdom of God. Well, they want to get all the promises. Even what you see more than anything else now is that the church for a long time drew the line of homosexuality. And that that homosexuality was the big sin, and so so fornication so was okay. <laughs> and adultery wasn't so bad yeah. because we got to draw the line yeah, here. Yeah, we got we got another one up here. We got this you know? one right here. So this and, is and I I have always long maintained that one of the reasons why you didn't hear people talk about fornication as a sin in the church is because there were so many fornicators. That they right, didn't right, 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 right. And so um, we do we grade sin. We say, well, this is a terrible sin. This is a, a not so terrible sin. This sin. Gossip. Well, everybody does that, so it's not that it's big a sin. Of a, and yet a the, lot of people don't realize hey, being Bible, a busybody is a sin. The Bible talks about the fact that gossip is a sin worthy of death, and yet because everybody does it, we don't even think that it's right, a big deal anymore. Right, 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 and right. So we, and we have to do that in our laws. I mean, you don't penalize a person for jaywalking the same way you would for murder. I mean, we have to have a gradation in our law, in our legal system, 
as to punishment for the crime. The punishment has to fit the crime. Well, that that's in a natural society, but in the kingdom of God, right. God so, looks at all sin. So, so what happens like though? This. Is, you're exactly right. What happens is because we've had to do that for our laws of the land, right. we start to do that for the law oh, of God. God. <laughs> we, so we say, well, you know. Lying is not a big sin. That's well, a little because, white lie. Well, everybody does it, right. right? So as long as everybody's doing it, it's not that big of a deal. We all were sinners. We all fell short of the glory of God. We all needed grace, and we are saved by grace we continue in God's kingdom as his children because of his grace, not because of our own works. Hey, I was just looking at Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 again. It says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? And that word truth just was highlighted to me because Jesus said, I am the truth. The yeah, way he's the truth. Yeah, the yeah. truth is a person. It, yeah, yeah. So... He said, why don't you obey the person of Jesus anymore? Jesus said, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. That means you're free from the law of sin and death. You, I've set you free, so if you miss the mark now, and that's why I tell people, that's just missing the mark. It's like an archery. If you shoot or shoot a gun or whatever and you got a target, you miss the mark. That's okay. As a Christian, miss the mark. We'll go to 1 John 1, 9. If you confess your sin, he's for, faithful to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So when you miss the mark as a Christian, because you will, I know I've been saved for 14 years now. Man, I missed the mark a lot, but I didn't let condemnation sink in. I stayed in my righteousness because the Holy Spirit convicts, not condemns. And I confess my sin to God. You can take it to the whole congregation if you want, but I can come boldly to the throne of grace myself in my prayer time and confess it to God, and it keeps my faith intact. So that's what the truth gave us, that freedom. You know, freedom we, to come to God. He tore down the middle veil. You know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, the difference between Saul and David. Saul, whenever he sinned and and it came to his attention that he had sinned, he would always blame somebody, and it was typically the men. You know, he was out there, and the, and the men made him do all kinds of stuff that he didn't want to do, but the men made me do it. And David, when he would be caught in sin, and don't ever mistake the fact that David was a sinner. David was involved in adultery. David was involved in murder. David was a sinner. And guess what? And God said he's a man after my own heart. And the reason why <laughs> was because when David would be found out, his sin would be brought to his attention. The first thing and he, he repented would, would be to repent. He would yeah. ask for forgiveness. He never had an excuse. Well, you know, it was Bathsheba's fault. Uh, well, you know, it was somebody else's fault. Like Adam said, it was that woman you gave me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that woman that you put yeah, here. Right, right. She so did. it's either her fault or yours. <laughs> Right. One I'm not sure whose fault it was, but it wasn't mine. Oh. And that's, you know, but, and we laugh and we think that sounds funny. And the people hearing this might say, yeah, that is kind of funny. But that's exactly how we are today. We have so many rationalizations for our sin. We have so many excuses for our sin. Mm. We have so many things that it wasn't our fault. Rather than ask for forgiveness from people or ask for forgiveness from God, we would rather make excuses. We would rather rationalize the things that we have done. You know, I, I've said before, you'll hear people say, I'm sorry. And you know what? That's where we should stop. But just think about how many times in your life and the lives of your family and people, you heard them say, I'm sorry, but. 
You know, so mm-hmm. instead of just saying, I'm sorry, then we have to throw in the butt of why. Now we're going to explain ourselves as uh, to uh, why mm-hmm. we did what we did. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sorry that I yelled at you, but you made me so mad. So guess mm-hmm. whose fault it really was. It really was your fault for making me mad. You made me go there. Right. You made See? me go there. So and I know I used my that fault. One. I'm going to apologize for the fact that you did something to me. You pushed me. You pushed <laughs> right. me over the edge. Hey, I was just looking at this one, too, because we don't want to say that the law, which was given to us as a tutor, we just throw it out the window. We're just saying, the Bible says, where sin abound, grace has much more abound. He tells us that in, in Romans. Well, look at uh, verse 21. Is the law then against the promise of God? Certainly not. Well, if there had been a law given which could have given life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. So, but the scripture has confined all under sin. See, that the promise, uh-oh, by faith in Jesus Christ may be given to those who believe. So, we still, yes, we still shouldn't commit adultery. We should still shouldn't fornicate and do all the things that the law told us, but... If for some reason you missed the mark, you don't beat yourself up. And, and again, we know now, back in the day when you um, missed the mark, committed a sin, you had to bring something to atone for those. I don't see nobody bringing that stuff into the church building now. <laughs> they do that. Remember, you had to bring 10 doves and all that, go to the priest and blah, 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 and do all of that. That's what the law required, you know, but grace required that you just come to the Father directly and ask him to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And we're coming to the end of the show, so I want I just want to make sure everybody understands that we're not saying go out and fornicate. Right. We're not saying go out and <laughs> commit adultery. We're not saying to go out and commit any sin. But if you live according to the Spirit, you will not sin. We're to live according to the Spirit. We're not to live according to the law. We're not to live according to the rules. We're to live according to the Spirit. The Spirit will not lead you into sin. And Jesus says, the words that I speak to you today are spirit and their life. But before we conclude this broadcast, we want to make to you available uh, Drake Travis's book for any love offering to Faith on Fire, Healing Power, Voice Activated. Just send your love offerings to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. And we will rush to you Drake Travis's best-selling book, Healing Power, Voice Activated. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.